Lingua Britannica is a podcast that uses ethnographic interviews to study language use in the extreme metal community. We are studying a music scene known for its love of themes and topics generally considered offensive, and it is likely that some episodes will touch on topics or opinions some listeners may find tasteless or ethically problematic. Ethnographic researchers aim to adopt the interviewee's point of view so that we can draw out and study the attitudes, beliefs, and practices that are important to them. We want to make it clear that in presenting these conversations here, we do not endorse any of their content. Our aim is to explore the thought processes behind language use in this long-running international and yet understudied scene. Welcome back to Lingua Britannica with me, Jess Benny-Smith, and my co-host, Wes Robertson. Hello. Uh, this is now our fifth episode where we'll be returning to our usual format of interviewing metal musicians about their lyrics. Uh, however, this is still a special episode because this marks our first podcast interview with uh, musicians from outside of Australia, uh, as today we'll be chatting with uh, Grimo and Fonzo uh, of Cytotoxin, who are based in Germany. So thanks for making the time to talk to us. Uh, how are you both doing uh, this morning or tonight for you guys? Yeah, hello everyone, and first uh, hello to you both. Um, so right now I'm doing pretty good. I'm looking forward to this one. It sounds cool. So yeah, I am looking forward. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm fine too. That's <laughs> great. Great. <Thank> you. <laughs> so just starting very very basically, uh, how would you describe Cytotoxin's music? Uh, what genre of extreme metal would you say it falls under, and why? Mm. Yeah. I would say we just sorted out as like a brutal death metal band. I think it's still like brutal death metal, but also we have like technical aspects. We are just trying to make the music that we love. I'm not trying to say that uh, a thing like a genre is a bad thing, but um, we are just, we can't really be described as one genre. So it's even the reason why we uh, did a, uh, we, we are telling ourselves we are like a churnable death metal, which is not really <laughs> existing, but it's like a label for us, and that's fine, I guess. Yeah. Kind of a, a personal label? Sorry? So like kind of a personal label? Yeah, something uh, people can relate to. Did you begin but... your interest in metal in brutal death metal, or how did you first get into the genre and what attracted it uh, to you? Well, for me, I started out with... Uh, ACDC and that kind of stuff. So it's not that much mm. metal. It's just more like a, I guess it's an evolution for me. I started with like hard rock music and then I got into metal like Iron Maiden and I don't know. Then I heard like harder stuff like Nevermore, for example. I really mm. like them. And then finally, when I first heard like Dying Fetus or ne Necrophagist, I didn't like the plast beat thing at all. Because I, I, I thought it was like oh, the drummer's just doing too much and he's uh, pushing away all the guitars. But when I listened to it a few years later, I was like, oh, maybe it's good. It's it's really good. It's it's fast and it's right into the face. And that's how my uh, evolution to like hard and very really brutal metal is becoming uh, even more. So yeah, that's it. That's it for me, I guess. I, I would say that my um, experience with the music is quite similar to Fonzo because my dad also, my father was 
um, bringing me in touch with Judas Priest, CZ Top, Queen, and all the hard rock music. And then I was trying to discover what is existing outside of this and to search for the boundaries and the more poodle stuff. And um, so I went over to the death metal music, maybe also the same bands like Fonzo said, without that we even knew it, knew it each other. And when we picked the label, like you said, Chernobyl for our music, like Chernobyl death metal, I think um, since then the music we create got a really serious touch because I realized I had to do a lot of effort to make the lyrics um, yeah, become serious and fitting the theme. So I think it's on, on the one side, it's the music we love. And on the other side, it's a really serious topic that still needs attention. So maybe mm. that's the link between the theme and the music. And that's what we want to transport. Yeah. Right. But I, to... but I, but I have to say the real power of the music I realized on live shows, on festivals. Mm. When I first saw a, a circle pit, I, I wanted to be part of this, and that's uh, still um, my experience on live shows. That I want to to change the walls. I want to go down into the pit, and and some sometimes I invited the people to enter the stage to show that mm. we are one one family and. Yeah, that's how I live this music. Yeah. All right. So when you first started like getting into metal, did you pay attention to the lyrics from the beginning or is this something that kind of came up later? Um, I, you know, we're doing death metal. Okay. And I think almost nobody maybe take care about the lyrics. It's just cool that it sounds deep and evil and brutal. So... Yeah, have um, you listened to our first album, Plutonium Heaven? The lyrics aren't too deep for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was maybe like creating sounds with the voice, and yeah. the attention on making serious lyrics gained more and more with, with each record, and um, so and we also paid attention how to pronounce the lyrics to to make it more recognizable for the listeners. So, yeah. When you were so first, just, oh, sorry. Uh, just I just, wanted, you... I, I just I just wanted to add that on the first album, we just like Fonzo said, wanted to do the music we love, mm. and um, it it was just like plug and play, evil and brutal and fast, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Th then we started this development to gaining more seriousness to the lyrics and yeah, fitting the theme. But when you were first listening to extreme metal, did you yeah. like look for? Did you pay attention to what the bands you liked were saying? Did you look up their lyrics, or did you just kind of enjoy the music? Um, I would say in ten percent of the bands, I, I even um, made a, a short view into the lyrics, mm -hmm. but I did not pay attention that at all at, on death metal records because. Um, just for example, I, I was into really brutal death metal music like Slam mm -hmm. and um, those music type, there's no attention on, on lyrics, <laughs> sound and the most brutal sound a voice can be, can, can do. So I, I never looked into the, into the uh, um, album lyrics, honestly, at, at the beginning. 
And so, um, you know, when you eventually did look at the lyrics, is there anything about them, like when you looked at them, that struck you as being like very clearly, iconically, uh, uh, you know, metal? I think in my case, I would say I even looked into the lyrics to to get the chorus and 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 some sentences that will be repeated. Um, and I got the link to to merchandises of the bands on shirts when they just printed the. The, the the sentences on on the backside of the shirt mm -hmm. and so I tried to to okay that's something I read before that's something maybe the singer was singing um, mm -hmm. that's maybe the link I tried to catch with with the with the the lyrics but I have to say honestly for I, I paid attention on the sounds of the vocals not right. on, on on the words to be honest um, mm. has that changed now that you've become uh, a lyricist and started producing metal do you pay attention to the lyrics more or do you still mainly engage with uh, the music yeah I, I i would say it's a development i made because the bands i am listening to right now like uh, die artist murder or fit for an autopsy are also bands that um having this serious and a deeper tone into the lyrics and i try to want to get it just to, to know what they are singing and also to get a little bit inspired how they playing with words, how they pronounce it. And that, that's something I pay way more attention on the music right now. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. Mm. And like when you um, have been listening to the lyrics more recently, um, have there been any bands like singing in German that have influenced your understanding of metal lyrics or the way that you've written lyrics? Well, I was into Rammstein at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was fascinated how how the vocals and the lyrics they didn't sound ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was really serious. It was somehow specific, and it was it, it stuck into my mind. And I was fascinated by this. That even when some weeks passed by, I still got the sentences of the song in my head and. Somehow I wanted to know what's the magic behind this. How can can they create this? And I think that's also linked to the tone because the, the vocalist of Rammstein, the singer, he also has this quite different tone how to pronounce uh, the words. Mm. It's, it sounds more harsh and, and sharp. And yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, that's maybe the, the only band that maybe affected my kind of uh, writing or listening to lyrics and, and music in general. So I prefer listening to, to English uh, um, bands or English lyrics and vocals. Yeah. What do you why, mean by why is that? So you, know, you, said, you said ridiculous. What yeah. does a lot of bands, the singing in German sound ridiculous? It's just For the thing German. Rammstein is, is, I guess, yeah. that they are using as few words as possible. So it, even in German, it sounds a bit, if you just would read the lyrics without the music, it's just, it's really not much words, but they're just trying to place them as effective as, as possible, ex uh, exactly for the, for, the, for the choruses, I guess. And that's what we're trying to do as well. You know, the chorus has to sound like uh, really to the face and really uh, remarkable. Some, you have to uh, remember the words when you heard it only once, you know? Mm. So it's got to be like really only a few words and that's what they are always doing it's all mm -hmm. links, especially links the, 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 
in my I, I would say in in, um, in my intention the few words they they use it sounds like he's commanding and, mm -hmm. and that's it's really cool to the music especially when he said left uh, to, um, links so drive feel links mm. so drive it sounds like a, a, a marching and so it fits mm. to the music as well so maybe that's creating the impact it's it's less less words but yeah, strong vibe that came along with this. Maybe that's something that got me as well. Is there a metal song that sticks out to you as like your favorite for its lyrics? Um, for me, that's really hard to say because there are many words or many many songs that I uh, that stuck to my head somehow. Um, what really affected me recently was the latest record from White Chappelle, The Valley. And um, I, I have to say, I'm not really into this band in the past, but somehow this record is really remarkable for me um, in terms of the lyrics and the voice and the way he pronounces the words. The, the words. And I remember the sentence, um, you don't deserve to be one with the earth. And, and I, I just could not get this sentence out of my head. And somehow it also affected my way of creating lyrics for cytotoxin. And, but I have to say there is no favorite um, band or, or song. Or, there's, there are just a few. Mm. Yeah. So what was it about easy, those? It's not easy for me to pick one. It's not easy. Uh -huh. mm. yeah. But what was for it about those lyrics specifically? Uh, yeah, for me, it would always be like Machine Head. Imperium. Right. Oh. Something I would always remember. Or what? even maybe the first song David Davidian with the Let Freedom Ring with a shotgun blast. It's it's so brutal, but still <laughs> it's really remarkable. Yeah. What what about those lyrics kind of stands out to you? Why do you think they, they hit you so hard and kind of stick with you? Well, for me it's it's not the lyrics itself, I guess it's more like the, the rhythmic part of it of the lyrics. Because I'm always listening to, uh, especially in metal, I'm always listening to the, the vocals or I'm just seeing them as an as a instrument rather mm. than the lyrics itself. So even for brutal death metal, when you only have like a frog voices or something like that, <laughs> it came to me more like an, like an almost like a percussive instrument, actually. That's mm. how, how I see it, Yeah. I just can add that maybe for me, it's, I got this, uh, an example for this. Um, the band Beneath the Massacre, mm -hmm. they got a really strong um, frontman. He got a really strong voice and he likes to sing sentences in the break of the music. You just have the voice. And even if, it if uh, he just sings no future, that's quite effective. And maybe it's the same like what was Fonzo was saying. Um, that he felt attracted by the rhythm of mm -hmm. the music, mm -hmm. the rhythm and the metric of the, the vocals. And Beneath the Massacre is also quite uh, rhythmic and um, mechanical. Mm -hmm. And and so as well, also the, the vocals are in the same way. And maybe that's something that is remarkable, remarkable for me as well. If the rhythmic fits the music and the vocals fit the other instruments. Have you ever had a case uh, where you really liked a song and then you looked up the lyrics and just they were you just felt they were so bad that you didn't like the song anymore after that because they weren't metal enough or just 
you found that the lyrics were just poor? I mean, that that's maybe not a problem when you're listening to death metal because <laughs> the vocals are not easy to, the lyrics are maybe almost unable to be understood. Mm. And mostly of the death metal um, lyrics con- content is, is quite equal. It's the same. It's about gore and blood and stuff. And so you don't pay attention on, on, the, on the lyrics anyway. So I cannot remember there's a case that the lyrics could destroy a song for me. Okay. So I know what's about the situation with Fonzo if he got su- such an experience. I don't know. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't go for death metal, but I guess I I can't name a specific one. But I remember listening to like power or melodic death metal or melodic uh, power metal, some stuff like this, and. It, it's also like a very powerful music, but if you uh, look into the lyrics, sometimes it's about love. That's very distracting for me. <laughs> I, I, I would not, I would not say that the lyrics could destroy a song for me, but I felt um, a bit offended, especially from the early songs from Rammstein, because um, they always play with the songs and the words, and yeah, it it, it felt a bit weird how they. It sounds a bit sadomasochistic, and how mm-hmm. to, to 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 gain a link between the music and torture and mm. and to to um, to force somebody to do something. It's not easy to describe, but it had, has this feeling how he's commanding some some somebody. So that was a bit weird for me at the beginning because I was young, I was mm-hmm. thirteen and fourteen years old. Maybe this depends on the age, mm. but it mm. feels weird for me. I remember the song. Uh, it was "White Flesh" or something like this, and it was um, it was. I mean, the, the, the record "Herzlight" or "Sehnsucht." I don't remember. Mm. And I remember the guys were naked on the cover, and um, you see six naked men uh, at the cover. That's that's weird at the beginning, <laughs> and then you look at the lyrics. Uh, you're, and, yeah, yeah, you're doing now. You're doing it these days. You're always yeah, naked. I grew up. Before. I grew up, but it was from the day <laughs> when I tried to cover, cover my, to keep myself covered. Um, yeah, but it was a bit, it was a bit weird, but it did not destroy the music for me. I felt um, it was cool anyway. Mm. So, are there any like themes like that now that you would still think like, oh, I don't really like that in you know the music, or um, you know, it doesn't fit well with the genre of metal. I would say I feel a bit bored about those bands that still sticking to um, the um, death metal attitude that nobody cares about the the, the vocals or the lyrics, as, uh, for example. And you just look into the lyrics and you see that it's the same procedure as every year. It's still about gore and blood and stuff and zombie style. So. Um, uh, to be honest, I um, I once I was in, into listening to Six Feet Under in the beginning. I, I found it was a really cool band, but the latest records, um, I mean, it's such a huge band, and mm. I was so disappointed about how they took care about doing vocals and lyrics, and um, for for me, they are way too simple. Maybe it's, it's some kind of attitude of the band to keep it simple, 
and even if you're on on the live show and if you're drunk, you still get the rhythm, you still get the stuff. But um, I think for such an an, an huge band, somehow you um, you be responsible for your stuff. And even if I'm not listening to the music anymore, um, it's a huge band. And um, in my in my case, I'm sitting there and take a lot of time to make the lyrics for our music. Mm-hmm. And somehow they their lyrics it, it it's it's like they are reading them on the toilet. So it's, <laughs> for me, it's it's a bit weird that such a huge band um, has this kind of simple lyrics. But it's um, maybe it fits the music. But in that case, it distracts me from the music and it's somehow it's blocking my my access to the music from them, to be honest. So can you tell us about a bit about uh, your lyric writing process just in general as a band? Uh, I know this is this is the first time we've talked to a group where two people are kind of involved in the process. So I'm very curious to hear how uh, your band actually kind of produces a final product in terms of lyrics. Um, it's also a development that uh, um, went over all the years with, with because Fonzo is my my best friend and we started this band together and I have to say that we created four records and our albums are like um, a timeline about the Chernobyl incident like from past, present to, to future and when we started the band and we made the first record, Plutonium Heaven, it's like an, 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 a timeline of the incident, like accurate, telling what is happening this hour and this hour and this hour. And the second record, Radio Phobia, we um, spoke about the um, directly aftermath of the incident. And on Gamageddon, this, the third record, uh, we talk about the present situation in Chernobyl and all over the, the globe, and also spoke about actual events like um, Fukushima, for example. Mm-hmm. And on the latest record, Nuclear Earth, we try to um, to create the farthest uh, future vision, like the most dystopic version of the theme. And um, I just sit down, I grab books listen to to music to soundtrack um, checking movies or video games and then i try to to forge all this into lyrics and um, right before the studio we make a pre-production so that means i switch over to fonzo's flat and we sit down and um, discussing the lyrics or, or we check into the rehearsal room and recording the, the, the vocals and arrange the lyrics and for me it's not it's not an, always an easy process because i put a lot of effort on the lyrics and then fonzo is just just um red marking out no we have no space for this just leave this out and but at the end i'm, I'm really happy with this relation and the result we have yeah and i would say i am responsible for the content for the titles the songs and the, the, the album and Fonzo is taking care about how we place it into the songs like all the metric and arrange it to the music and um, the final step is um, um, is being made by our producer in the studio and he also had the, the final thought about okay let's 
doing this more precisely and pronounce this um, way more specific. And that's maybe the way I would describe our songwriting or lyric, lyrical um, writing process. Uh, Fonzo, how do you decide what to cut and what to keep? Ah, that's a good question. I, I'm just uh, 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 reading it and I'm trying to imagine how it would fit to this specific riff that we are recording or uh, the, the, the guitar part or whatever. And from there on, I'm just trying to uh, use not too much words because when Grimo is coming, we have like, sometimes he's coming with uh, lyrics for one song. And I say, I'm saying to him, okay, this is enough ly lyrics for free songs. So what are we going to do about it? And that's sometimes it's also happening that free songs are coming out of one uh, lyric. Uh, and so um, I'm just trying to shorten the sentences, sentences and get or cut these sentences out that sound strong uh, pronunci pronunciation wise. So uh, Sometimes he's coming up with uh, ly uh, lyrics or sentences that just sound too, um, I'm not going to say unbrutal, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's not uh, a to the face enough for me. So, you know, it's, it has to work more like it's, it's death metal. We are playing death metal. We are not playing love songs. So, <laughs> of course <laughs> <sorry>. we do. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, but it's just... Uh, yeah, somehow we have to shorten it up, you know, and um, I'm just always going for the lyrics that sound really brutal to me. I, I have also to have a strong message, of course. I have to add that um, Fonzo got the feeling for um, just leaving out the lyrics and or the vocals because of letting the riff breathe to keep mm. more space for the riff. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, um, he, he always helps me out to um, to feel if there is some place for a chorus Do, does it make sense to repeat the sentences because that's something i could not overview when i listened to the to songs at the first moment and and fonzo got the, the, the view about the whole range okay that, that we can do a chorus and i remember that we maybe have three or four songs i would do a classical chorus something we do less mm. or we not mm -hmm. do that often yeah. But when we do it, I really like it. And that's something that's based on Fonzo's ideas, how it works, or maybe just to cut off or leave it, leave the robots out of the music. Yeah, we were actually afraid on the first two albums to uh, repeat sentences. We never really wanted to do that. It was just some kind of an evolution for us to try to go for it. And then we figured that it could work. And you, you can go in the studio and like if you sing a, a sentence a second time you can like double the the voices so it gets a little bit more uh, variety you know mm. and that's how we work it out yeah or maybe on maybe on the two first records we just want to show our skills and maybe it was based on making riff 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 and without repeating and maybe the the lyrics or the vocals were the same way um but I think on Gamageddon, at least on Nuclear Earth, we concentrated on really creating songs that not just showing the skills and how fast we can play and how, how brutal we can be. It's about how, yeah, we want to make music that's stuck in the head. And that means sometimes you have to repeat sentences instead of making new ones. Yeah, right. that's the point. 
So Grimo, when you first uh, create the like first version of the lyrics, do you think about how it's going to fit with the music or do you just think about like, this is what I want to say or these are the kind of themes that I want to discuss? Um, that changed over the years mm -hmm. um, because um, I'm not into listening to the guitar profiles the guys create mm -hmm. because for me, it's not that, that easy to imagine how the song will, will sound like. And um, it, uh, it changed over the years because at the beginning of the band, we, we wrote our songs during the rehearsals, like making the, the putting on the instruments and playing. And I got an imagination how where to sing and which style of vocals I would use. But in our current situation where all the bandmates are splitted all over the, the, the districts and we're not uh, in, the same, in the same town, we have to do rehearsals online. Mm -hmm. And um, I, somehow I miss the feeling of, okay, I, I need the instruments. I need to listen too loud to the music to get a feeling, uh, okay, let's just put on the microphone. I just try to improvise something to this and this change a bit over the years. So, um, but now I, I got the guitar profile and I even, I, I, I know where is the break where I can have some, some space for some lyrics. But I have to, to listen to even a real guitar tone. And maybe in that, that's why the, the pre-production is really important for us. Mm. Even I have, I have a raw guitar that is recorded, or a, a digital drum maybe, but I am gaining more this feeling of how, how is the song would, can be. I think for the last record, you already had all the raw material for the lyrics when we even didn't have one song we uh, composed. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm, also, I'm also finished for the next release, to be honest. <laughs> uh, wow. Because I, 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 put, I put a lot of effort and work and time into these lyrics, so I got way more than I, like Fonzo said, all the red marked sentences I kept. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Alfonso mentioned that when he was again. <laughs> <laughs> erase him again. Alfonso uh, says he would cut things for not being brutal enough. Mm. Um, is this something, Grandma, that you you do yourself? Like, have you ever written something and then crossed it out and been like, "Oh no, that's not metal enough. I I got to rewrite that." No, I'm um, just. I'm because for me, it's just a, some kind of spontaneous thing. I'm not writing any lyrics. I'm just correcting them. I'm just <laughs> trying to, or I'm just coming up to Krimo like uh, uh, showing him one word in the sentence and trying to ask him, do you actually know what this means? <laughs> Sometimes he's saying, uh, I have to look it up again. <laughs> and then we are maybe deciding for another word. Yeah. I mean, that, that maybe also depends on the content we want to transport because when I remember on the first record we want to um, create this specific timeline of the incident so we are like framed on the, the on, on times, on the scientists and all the stuff. And when we started to make more um, fictional stuff, I remember the song Ionosphere on Radiophobia. I think Alfonso agreed that this is the most brutal and uh, strongest uh, lyrics we created. Um, I remember there was um, the sentence, perish or living, ridding the decline, global negation, end of the line, fade mm -hmm. out of earth, global negation or global blackout. 
that those those words are we 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 got the freedom to say whatever we want because it's fictional, mm-hmm. and when we wanted to transport the message of an actual event, maybe Fukushima, mm-hmm. um, we are framed to yeah the, the the basic information, and so we are also framed in the words we can use to bring it in more more serious. Maybe there is the point to transport the message. And on the fictional songs, I would say in, in terms of lyrics and vocals, our fictional songs are maybe the strongest. Like, uh, for example, Chandopolis, mm-hmm. I would say, or Nuclear Earth, the title track of the latest record, because we are also able to pick the most poodle-sounding words and we are free to go. Yeah. Because what makes a word brutal sounding to you? That also depends on the way how I pronounce the words. Mm-hmm. That's also something that 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 changed a bit, because on the latest record, I try to keep my vocals, I would say, more open um, to 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 get a, a higher a higher note in the deep shouts, mm-hmm. to make it sound more like in the style of, of hardcore music. Or deathcore vocals, they are more like shouted mm-hmm. and and not that much growled, uh, and that's maybe also a reason. Like for example, the the word negation, negation. You can just like cut the sentences, or you can you can cut the word in three parts, and you can just place it really easily to the music, yeah. and um, that makes it. Way more as it's possible to to make it sound more brutal. Maybe that's a good example for this. Yeah, I just wanted to say we are trying to make the sounds uh, sound, let the words sound punishing. I'm also uh, wanted to say that we are searching for words that have like more a consonant kind of thing or more mm-hmm. consonant than yeah because they are obviously have a, like a more percussive element when you speak them. That's what I said in the beginning. It's more like the the the, the vocals are uh, viewed as a some kind of instrument, some mm. kind of percussive instrument. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because that's something that other um, lyricists have mentioned to us as well. But they said they've focused a lot on the vowel sounds. Actually, is that something that you both consider? Yeah, but I think um, the music we created, the way I the way I feel it, it's um, it's technical, it's sharp. And we not have this open range or this open wide um, uh, riffs or passages where just um, the double bass is just uh, running through and th- there's um, a, a more space for growls because we have a lot of tempo changes mm-hmm. and technical riffs. And it's not that easy just to, to sing over all this. And for me, it's just like impossible to sing over a gravity blast mm-hmm. because there is no no place to, to, to set some, some, some words or to pronounce something inside of this. And this also depends on the music. But I think on the latest record, we just stepped down a bit in terms of speed and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and notes, playing notes in general. And um, so we had more space to make chorus, to, to just um, sing the words longer and in, in different tones. 
-hmm. and to double the voices to make it to, to add this chorus effect even more and um, that's also something that changed over the years because I honestly I have to say I'm, I'm still happy about our first release because we did it all by ourselves but uh, I feel a bit um, strange when I'm listening to these vocals and especially the style of vocals I used back then. But yeah, I'm, um, <laughs> yeah, it's something. There's um, of, yeah, there's a lot of uh, parts in, in the first songs from the album, um, which are all like, there's actually lyrics existing. There's written in the booklet, but he is only singing boogie, boogie, breathe, breathe. <laughs> Something like this. <laughs> yeah. And then you read something serious about Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is uh, that's also the, that, that, that's the reason why we changed um, um, also the style of the music because um, when you deal with this topic, it's, it's a very emotional, uh, depressing, and serious topic. It doesn't fit when you're doing this kind of, um, I would say, Yeah, if you, do a, well. if you do too much of uh, like the pre-sounds and that kind of stuff, you're gonna be getting labeled as grind mm. metal mm. or grind metal. And we really never wanted to be like this. So I don't have a problem with that. Maybe sometimes grind is cool, but um, for us, it's not the thing that we were aiming for. This actually kind of leads into a question we were going to ask, which is um, a lot of uh, kind of early research on metal and sometimes mainstream discussion of it uh, talk about a disconnect between the lyrics, like that uh, people say that, oh, the lyrics aren't, you know, meant to be uh, serious or that the lyrics are just kind of a, like a horror movie kind of thing. But for you, it seems like there's more of a, a personal connection to what you're writing. Do you feel that it's kind of important or do you feel that there is definitely a kind of a deeper meaning that is, is key to making really good metal lyrics? Um, I think the main tone of our music is that um, Chernobyl shouldn't be forgotten anytime. So just for example, I, I read a book. I can, I can show you this book. And it's basically a story about uh, a five piece of scientists that were sent into the reactor. Mm -hmm. And four of them died, and only one returned. And this this man wrote this book. And uh, without this this book, I I wouldn't know about this. Um, and I just dedicated my lyrics and in the song to this man. And so I got this um, personal link between my lyrics and the music. And that's something I want to to transport when you if you. Um, getting into the stories about those heroes that spend their health and life um, to avoid dangers of this incident, you want to transport even their names, their history. And maybe that's, a, I got a really personal link between the lyrics and um, the theme and the music. And that's mm -hmm. something I want to transport. Yeah. And so maybe our vocals or lyrics basically are way more personal than, than, than usual or on average, I have to say. And that's also a reason why I have to, to take me a lot of time to, to think about how personal I want to have the lyrics to be transported, transported and which sentences I have to, to, to take, which I have to leave. Yeah, I would say our lyrics are, are really, really personal. 
Yeah. I, want, I just wanted to add that if you care about your lyrics, you're actually uh, able to perform them better live because you really mean it. You know, that's something I guess that we are really trying to do. Because um, we also, I, I, I know, know about um, um, a girl from my hometown, Franziska, and she's arranging this uh, channel tours. Like you, you can um, be in a group and she is leading around and showing the places. And she is firm with those uh, 300 um, um, survivors that still live in this, living in, in the zone. And she is knowing them by name. And she's telling me there's uh, um, old uh, women that are passing away, that living there because they want to leave the spot where they were um, born. And um, so I felt, okay, I have to do vocals about this, lyrics, to transport the message that still people living there and um yeah we got a really serious message and it take time to 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 forge them into shape to transport them mm. yeah. in terms of the audience for those lyrics and your music in general do you view them as being uh, mostly uh, fellow germans or uh do you think you have a mostly like international audience or yeah i suppose who are you writing for I think we got an international audience, I would say. Um, but also we got a good uh, local supporting fan scene, but I think... Yeah, it's, it's kind uh, of weird if you're doing a, a, a gig in our hometown, which we, which we haven't done like three or four years already. There's almost like only 50 people showing up. And then we are going to play in, let's say, London or, I don't know, Wales somewhere. And there's like double the, the times of the of the people and they are even more emotional so i guess yes we are an international band absolutely we've uh, uh interviewed a number of australian bands so far and they've talked a bit about uh they've they've given us the idea that australian bands find things like uh humor and joking around on stage and being a bit silly between sets is something kind of key to uh the context here is there do you think there's a, a like in the German live scene, is there an atmosphere which you feel is distinct from other countries or do you find it kind of similar no matter where you go? Um, I would say the, the fan scene in general is, is pretty critical, <laughs> a, a, bit, a bit critical um, how they, um, how they, um, um, it's not easy to say because um, I think in Germany uh, normally there are a lot of concerts and international bands love to play here in Germany. We got huge festivals mm. and the people are able to see the bands really often if they want to. And somehow this is maybe a bit overflown with bands and with mm. concerts. And um, so I would not say they are fed up but um, it's a difference when, when you play, like Fonzo said, in another country, where the people are able to see us for the first time and they know it may be one or two years are passing by, then we maybe return to their place. And so they lift this moment even more and um, show us how they appreciate that you're stepping by their hometown and playing this music. And... Um, the rest you were t telling about uh, entertainment. 
and I know we also went on stages with the gas mask and we have this roundabout <laughs> sign to show the people that they have to do a circle pit. And some people were complaining, hey, you're doing songs about Chernobyl and then you're acting this way. But I, I always um, argumenting that entertainment and an open heart by such a live mute can make some somebody ready to... to um, to receive and mm. if i have him in a good mood i can hey, we, we got a great time but please never forget channel so mm-hmm. that's that entertainment is our somehow it's it's our way to transport the serious message uh, instead of standing on the stage and be completely serious and full of anger and um as you maybe have in the black metal scene like they're just standing there and creating this this hour uh, that also can be a, a, a good thing to keep this 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 um, this distance between the musician and the crowd. But we like to 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 get off this distance and to to create a unit and um, to make the people be uh, receiving the theme even more. And um, that's also way how we like I love to do a live show. I, mm. I love to to hold up the sign and the people running around and I we created circle petonium. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's and and, and, and um, you got connection to people if they got an open heart. And mm. you and, and I've, I've in my personal experience humor and laughing people can create a link. And that the link is what we need. And yeah. So I that's the way I argument against people who would maybe um say that um, we are not that serious enough. Can't really add anything. He said everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, is um, the desire to like uh, suppose spread the message about Chernobyl, uh, is that the reason why you decided like, okay, like this should be in English, particularly because you were saying before, like most of your fans are international. Is that kind of the reason? Um, I think the people that are maybe affected more by the Chernobyl theme, like in the East European um, sections, um, are thankful that we're keeping up this theme and to transport it somehow into the world and to create a spot on this. So I think in the in the East European countries, we got a lot of fans, I would say. And um, yeah, because this this problem is, is an international problem because radiation um, does not know any kind of uh, uh, barriers, countries, uh, kind of um, um, relig- religions or languages. It just go over all over mm. the place. And um, so I've, I think this international connection it's also something we want to to have with all the people, and I'm really happy that we got um, um, some people that are using our shop from all over the earth. That's mm-hmm. uh, really cool. How to see um, how the people want to to support the band and the music and the theme and Chernobyl at the end. Did you ever try writing lyrics in German? <clears throat> no, I just wanted, never. To, I just wanted to no. add to this because. When we started, it, it, I don't think that actually a, a band uh, is existing uh, in playing death metal and having German lyrics. I don't really, did really hear about any kind of band like this. At least not a, yeah. a, a famous band. Not sure about it. 
Do you think English is... Know, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead. Know about, know about bands that making uh, covers um, or covering um, mm -hmm. German songs. I remember that I've, I've ordered. Um, it's somehow have some um, uh, German sentences, but not German lyrics at all. So I agree to, to Fonzo. I do not know even the band. Definitely seen that have German language or lyrics. So there was never even a consideration. It was just English. Um, yeah, maybe you, you won't realize or recognize that I'm singing German, maybe <laughs> um, mm. because of the tone. But mm. um, no, never. I think um, we, we have actually some sentences I, I sing in, in, in Russian mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we have our band member, Vitalis, um, he is from Kazakhstan. And so we, we try to, to make it um, a bit more authentic and to add some Russian sentences, but that's just a short, short passage. So it's English and we want to keep it that way. Yeah, I saw that you even talked about, um, I suppose there's a couple of, uh, you said ambient tracks uh, where there is some English, but it's spoken with a Russian accent. Is that also part of, uh, I suppose, creating that uh, more authentic feeling? Yeah, we, we got, um, I think that's some, some part of our history on the records that we still have this ambient tracks to mm -hmm. transport the, the, the scenery acoustic way. And um, there's also, we tell this on the spot and he, is, he speaks um, all the sentences with his special pronunciation. And uh, that's something I can't do. Mm -hmm. because that Russian exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. And on the on the latest record, we we also had this ambient track, but we decided to to use um, Russian sentences uh, followed up by the English translation to make this even more um, international. To to that everybody can get the message of this because it's not as easy just to to, to rely on the Russian um, sentences because. It's not easy to get and even to translate. So, yeah, but I think this Russian um, elements, um, yeah, make it even more uh, Chernobyl styled. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, what we already did on the on the last album is we like translated. We had like a Russian poem, and after after every sentence, he, there was like a English translation to it. To, so we could make sure that everybody understands what's being said in Russian. Your lyrics, uh, I mean, obviously you have a number of songs directly dealing with Chernobyl, but just more broadly, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt there's often uh, quite a political bent on some of the songs uh, in that you take explicit stances on technology and social policy, talking about kind of humanity uh, using technology poorly or destroying the earth and suffering for it. Um, and there's often been some research into metal has said that oftentimes metal bands feel that they shouldn't discuss kind of political themes in metal or that metal should be apolitical. I'm just curious, is this something you've encountered or is it something you, uh, do you feel any pressure in this area or do you feel it's absolutely uh, a, a good venue for discussing topics like this? Uh, death metal, I mean. It's kind of hard for me to understand the, the point that when someone says uh, you are not, or are you trying to be political? Because mm. if you are in this world and you're taking part in our community of every humans, you always are political. You have an opinion about something, you know, and you're talking about it. 
Otherwise, if you're not, you're a fucking robot. <laughs> I don't know. So I would say, yeah, it's it's kind of important for us to do. You can, of course, exaggerate it and, and tell people to uh, think uh, what's good and what's wrong. Not We are not commanding people to say, okay, uh, you know, nuclear uh, energy power plants, plants are bad or something. I'm I'm a fan of renewable energy like solar and uh, wind stuff, but uh, we are not commanding people to think about this. But we are trying to make them aware of what the consequences are of using uh, a power like nuclear energy, how dangerous it can be. And if you have all over the globe like a thousand power plants uh, with nuclear energy, Sometimes it will happen that in one of those it's going wrong. It can be in any any country, you know. You can't really control it. Somehow it has to happen. And still, there is no uh, final storage for all the uh, um, nuclear waste, and humanity is diluting the nuclear waste into the ocean. Uh, especially when you consider the fact of Fukushima, how mm -hmm. how they dilute the the, the reactor. The, the, the water into the sea and um, especially I, I, I would say that we rely or we concentrate um, on the fact that we want to report the things from Chernobyl to, to, to transport the information and as much as information you can get um, you, you, you gain the possibility to, to have your own um, decision you, you you can you can make a decision about this, and especially in in the Chernobyl theme, there is a thin line of keeping the balance between of the one side you you having the government and how they try to to cover all this and to hide this array from the population to tell them hey everything is alright you don't have to to be worried about something, and on the opposite. You have these soldiers, the liquidators that were sent into the fire, the firemen that have to remove these graphite with their bare hands um, from the roof and that um, just acted like heroes. They wasted their own health and life. And there's a, 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 to keep the balance between yeah, reclaiming or to, to, to criticize the government. And on the on the other side, to to keeping the memory about those heroes, and that's also the reason why there's never a decision. This is wrong. This is right. It's about transporting information, and that's also the reason why we're adding notes to the lyrics, um, just to to write in three or four sentences what the song, the title is about, mm -hmm. and what's the meaning of it. And um, that's also a fight between <laughs> in our band because the notes are uh, also large, <laughs> and, but somehow we made it to minimize them on the ascents. We had a prior interview with someone who uh, doesn't have explicitly kind of political messages in their lyrics. And they said that the reason why was that they thought writing really, really good metal lyrics and writing good political lyrics were two separate skills. And they were only confident in one of them. Do you find yourself agreeing with that at all? Do you believe they're two skills or have they all just been kind of one for you? I think it's not easy to sort out or to separate because for example, there is the song Black Mammoth from um, Fit of an Autopsy. And if you just pick the song, 
if you just pick the pick the, the lyrical uh, content, it's not easy to get the message of this. But when you look at the, the music video, uh, how they um, transport the message about the pipeline that is being constructed through the land of the 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 locals and if i remember correctly the the indian people that are living or settled there for all the all the ages and they're fighting for their hometown and then you gaining the, the message it's the way how you transport it like a metaphor like you're using um words and this kind of an animal a mammal a mammoth and then you can use this to transport the things you want to say but that's something you have to create in the heads of those who listen or those who view the music video. And for me, it's not easy to separate. Okay, this is now political. This is not political. Mm -hmm. It's always the, the way how you play with words, how you act to this. And um, that demands that the people are open for this and try to, to want to gain access to it, to the project and uh, to the theme as well. And what I want to say, it, it's always the way to transport, how to transport this. Mm. And that makes it even possible, even if we take a fictional theme, like a dystopic theme, the farthest future, like Fonzo said, the consequences continue the way we are acting right now and uh, can be an information if we put this right into uh, um, the actual events, like... Um, weather events and the catastrophes that are been uh, happening all over the earth. And uh, you can just put the finger on this. This always will be happening. And if you act like this, it will have, happen even more and even more harsh and more destructive. And um, it's always the way how you transport this yeah. and how you use the minds and the hearts of the people that listen to it. Interesting. What about, speaking of transporting, um... And, you know, putting my heart into it, we did notice that your lyrics rarely use the word I. Uh, instead, you kind of describe scenes and stories. Is this something that's intentional? And is it something you feel is particularly metal? Um, we switched the perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think on the first record, we just have like a reporter that is in, in, the, in the moments, like a person who is watching and describing and reporting after it. And um, when you look on, on our album artwork, especially on the third and the fourth album, maybe for example, the third album, you just see a hand of somebody who is um, uh, shielding himself from the burning reactor, like he is laying on the ground. And um, um, so in the lyrics, we try to, to switch the perspective to take the eye person, like a to, to switch into this guy or into this, the people who are suffering this mm -hmm. to, to gaining their view of the things, how they look, or maybe on, on the um, uh, songs Radiophobia or Fallout Progeny, we try to create the view from the children. Mm. Um, if mm. they coming on earth and suffer this um, consequences from the radiation, like deformed um, body parts or sickness or illness, and they have nothing to deal with this. They just came on earth. So we try to, somehow we want to switch the perspective to gaining this I person. Um, but we have to handle this with care because it's, it's serious and we don't want to, to offend anybody. 
Mm. But mm. that's the reason to switch to gaining this view from uh, those people who suffer or living so in this situation. I would say I would say in short, our lyrics just have like a, a his historic and descriptive character, and you can't really go with I a lot of this because no one of us was there. Of course, we are sometimes taking people like Grimo mentioned from the, the guy from the book. Then sometimes you could maybe use the word I a little bit more, but it's just something that we are not uh, doing. I don't know why. You're just getting used to it, to have uh, this descriptive character of the whole scene. Mm. You know? yeah. um, just just to add one one example, um, there's also a, a book I read. It's, uh, it's Chernobyl Prayer. And um, it's about poems and stories that uh, happened right after the incident. And there's also the story about a fireman that went into, he had the first contact with the burning reactor and he had to, to, to remove the graphite and he suffered a lot of radiation ex exposure in this moment. And in this book, there is a story about his wife. Um, they were awaiting a baby and uh, he was suffering the acute radiation illness so his, his body was burning from the inside and he, he died, I think, three or four weeks after this. And to read this, to, to have this information about his last weeks and the way the wife wants to keep him alive and to, 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 to keep trust in him and, his, and, and, and the baby that will came on earth. Um, I think that are really personal and deep informations so I think that's that's gaining for me the trust to take over or to take part in this I person because um, those informations for me they sound real and authentic. So somehow I I, I dare to to take over this this uh, perspective, but not that much. But um, the more information you get, um, the more responsible you feel for it okay i know this and i want that the people also know this yeah. and won't forget and there's a quote if you don't um know the names of the heroes they disappear like they never um existed so that's something maybe that's that's the main vibe i want to transport with the lyrics and i'm happily we can do this right uh, so far with our four records mm -hmm. So if I understand correctly, uh, is it based on whether or not the story is a personal one or if it's more informational, that's the basis of your decision to either use I or use a more reporter yeah. perspective? Yeah, especially when you consider that we got this most or this 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 topic content on the latest record. Uh, of course, like Fonzo said, nobody... Uh, lived in the future and it's not easy to to pick information from something that it's it's not that, that happened mm -hmm. so that makes it even more make, make make it easier to take this i person because you you got freedom you can can go wherever you want and it's it's poorly fictional and um yeah so it's like storytelling in that case and instead of just reporting and trans transporting the information. That's the main difference. So I think, in my opinion, the more fictional you are, um, the, it's, 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 it's easier to take this I person. That's something mm. I, I would say. 
we noted also, uh, we've talked actually today with you about how you think the multisyllabic words work really well for, you know, fitting with the music. But we noticed just in general that you don't just use big words, you use very, very uh, difficult words. There's a lot of scientific vocabulary, um, a lot of uh, terms that, you know, uh, on one track on your own breath, you had the term uh, clivus and affected war zones. And I had, I had never seen that word um, for part of the skull, I believe, in my entire life. And I'm just wondering, is there an, uh, an effort to use like rare or obscure vocabulary? And if so, uh, I suppose, what motivates you to do that? I think um, sometimes it's also good to, to keep it a bit mystic, like not easy to get, to um, make, make it more interesting for research. So if the people don't get the, the point of the lyrics at the first moment, maybe they feel motivated in doing research or like in your case, asking the question, hey, <laughs> so what, what, what's the point? Um, I've never heard about this. And that's also the reason why we added some notes to, to, the, to the, the lyrics. And they, maybe that's the advantage of, of our album. So mm -hmm. if you want, buy the album, because right. <laughs> um, we have these notes and I think these explanations are pretty necessary. And especially um, about the song, You're in Breath, uh, it's been it's inspired by a lung disease that occurred here in Germany because um, there's a, a, a town in Schneeberg, it's called, and they were um, gaining uh, urine for uh, Soviet Union and those miners suffered this lung disease. And mm. that's basically also this metaphor, uh, urine breath, like breathing out uh, the urine. And that's also a song about these uh, local miners. And I remember that I got um, some meetings with some geological researchers here in my hometown to speak about this disease and how it wow. occurred. And um, yeah, I put a lot of effort to, to, to create the lyrics of Fear and Breath. And maybe to getting in contact with these researchers, it's the reason why it somehow sounds scientific or i'm using <laughs> using words that are not maybe you've been used in general so maybe that's also a reason i think that sometimes you are also uh, just uh, uh doing the the lyrics in german at first and then you're searching for the translation that's how maybe if you're using like because german is our uh, native language we are using maybe some complicated words and then if you translate them they sometimes by accident can get even more complicated. <laughs> when you translate a word, when you look up the translation and there's multiple options, how do you choose which one is like the most metal or the best for a song? I think it also, depends on the way pronounce, how to pronounce it. I think how it sounds, yeah. how it sounds. And it also depends on the vocal style you want to use. Mm. If it's a shout, if it's a growl, if it's an inhale voice, um, so if, if we use an, a vocal style that's maybe more brutal and, and hardly to understand, you can pick the word that looks better in the, uh, in the lyrical sheet. So, but if, it's, um, if it should be a sound cool, because it should be understandable, understandable <laughs> you, pick, you, pick, you pick the word that uh, sounds the best. And yeah, that's also the reason 
why we sometimes changed the, the words in the studio when we try different um, vocal styles and then change over maybe to another a different word. Yeah. Hmm. So we noticed in addition to the kind of complex scientific vocabulary, you also occasionally use some Latin expressions. So uh, as in the track Radiatus Generis uh, or on Lupus Aurora, uh, where you say homini homo lupus uh, naturosit deus uh, radiat lupus in regem, uh, which I believe is uh, man is wolf to man, nature is God and uh, wolf returned to the kingdom. Uh, yes. So what is the effect of this? Um, I think we, we've, we felt attract, attracted by using this Latin words because they sound pretty sharp, harsh, strong. And that fits the, the, the vocal style we used for the songs to make it sound pronounced more higher and, and, and um, understandable. And I could not tell the feeling by, by using Latin words, but somehow it feels cool. And, um, <laughs> it's, it's somehow, I don't know if, if Fonzo can describe this better, but for me, it's, it's just sounds strong. And especially Lupus Aurora, it's the song about the, the animal resettlement to Chernobyl and how the wolf is returning to Chernobyl. And the wolf as an animal, as a symbol is so strong. And so it felt pretty cool and fit very cool to, to use Latin words to this, um, to, to, the, to the lupus. Mm. And so in that case, it went out pretty cool. And especially we just used this in, in, the, in the chorus. And so it stuck in the head even more. And I'm really happy how we, we end up with and how we, we, we use the sentences. Yes. So, Kind of, it's kind of in, 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 um, interesting because you have asked a little while back we are, why we are not uh, using German uh, lyrics. And I think if you pronounce Latin words right, they sound a lot or kind of similar to German. Mm. Like you already said, they sound really sharp. Like, for example, that Natur uh, Sideus, it sounds really kind of commanding and really hard somehow and when he did this line in the studio we were all like oh man this sounds so crushing we didn't it was almost like a, like a rammstein effect for us because it's really kind of german and hard you know to the point yeah especially with uh, radiators we don't say radiators we say radiatus mm. and if you pronounce it that way it sounds even more crushing and that's also a cool effect and um, gaining a bit more, I would say a bit more gloriness, glory to the vocals a bit. Mm -hmm. And it fits pretty, pretty well, especially for Lupus Aurora. It's um, because it's an, for me, it, it's like, um, maybe it's affected a bit of our lifestyle that we, um, like Fonzo said, he would concentrate on the economical way of life or in my case, or in our case, we, follow up the vegan plant-based diet so if you consider nature as something holy and something really mm. adorable you want also to tra transport this message and the wolf as return of nature um 
is an, a really good symbol. And maybe this also affected the choice of picking this, this style of vocals and Latin words. Mm. And yeah. So how did you go about actually choosing these specific Latin phrases? Did you, for instance, translate them or did you find them in a text or something? Um, I, I just, I, I heard um, um, an audio story in German and it's it was called uh, Abermind, and this story was uh, was starting with the sentence uh, um, lupus homini homo lupus a wolf is a wolf to its man itself like it, you you translated it already and then i was gaining interest into this because it's stuck in my head and um we just used this sentence and then i just wrote the lyrics in German and then translated them into Latin and English and then we picked the sentences and it it went out pretty cool yeah we also noted that uh, you occasionally make up your own words like uh, on radius generis you have the phrase yeah. life elimination and you have songs like uh, Chinopolis and a tomb which I believe is like Adam and tomb together uh, given that you know extreme metal is considered serious and, and heavy and brutal. I'm just wondering uh, when you decided to put wordplay and make up words, is that something that you feel is very particular to your music? And do you think that there's a place for humor and wordplay in a genre like extreme metal? Um, I have to be honest and it's it's kind of tradition in our, in our music or on our records to, to have this kind of wordplays and playing with words. And um, in, my, in my opinion, it makes this project and this band, this theme, Chernobyl Death Metal, even more special. And um, to realize, okay, this word never existed, but we use it. So somehow the people can rely on the song title to us. And I remember we started right away on the first album with the opening song, it was called react or recede and we we had react and or in huge letters mm -hmm. so you can read re reactor receive right and that's something i was just fascinated with and then we just built up our specific universe like that's, that's our stories and our song titles and especially chernopolis and it's a place that Maybe it's affected by the uh, metro uh, stories where the people were forced in the nuclear, after the nuclear winter to, in, in Russia and Moscow to, to stay under the earth mm. and then not able to, to go back to the surface because there's so, too much radiation exposure over there. And um, that's also my illusion of creating this place, Chernobylis, where the people living in Chernobyl but under the surface and yeah, I like to play with with uh, with words, especially words, nuclear. Especially nuclear. nuclear. We, we had the discussion if we use nuclear with with K or with a C. Mm. Uh, nuclear nuke with K to have this bomb inside, or a C for the atomic uh, relation. And I, I'm I'm just glad we picked. K and we use this because the people are not really sure how to pronounce nuclear earth 
nuclear, it's not easy to say, but um, we have this global uh, global dystopic version. And so I, I'm glad the people, or I'm glad the people appreciate that we took this title. Yeah. It's cool to, to play with words, but it's not easy to, to, to um, yeah, we are a five piece band and it's not easy to, to forge all opinions and that everybody agrees. Mm. But mm. Um, I appreciate we are, we are that's, that's, that's a, a pretty democratic type of band and character. So we try to find the best solution for everybody. And yeah, Maybe. but some some workplace are not that uh, not that good. So we sort out together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sometimes yeah. it just occurs that Grimo is maybe forging a word that is too far, or if you hear it the first time, you don't really know what we mean with it. And trying to avoid this situation. So if we have like a radiophobia or uh, nuclear, I guess you can already know if you you heard the first time and you already know what kind of direction it is hmm. so you don't want to go into a word that is kind of too complicated to understand in the first place sure. sometimes there, there's, there's only a word like gamma get on nobody knows what it is but you get you have gamma for the gamma rays and yes. armageddon so it's together and it sounds mm -hmm. just brutal so i'm happy we just picked this one that's also okay hmm. So, um, you know, going on with our discussion of wordplay, uh, occasionally you use aspects associated with poetry, like rhyme and alliteration, uh, like on Out Earth, for instance, you have lines like uh, father's dead son, the end has come, humans are down, remove the sham crown. Uh, and uh, Ionosphere, you have uh, uh, perish all living, riddling the decline, global negation, end of the line. Uh, so is this this kind of rhyming intentional? Yes, and it's um, it also depends on the the character of the music in in that moment. If it have this um, choral chorus character or something mm -hmm. you want to repeat, and um, and but it also depends on if the vocals, the lyrics supporting the music. It's not just okay. We, now we have to do a chorus because the chorus could be cool. And it always, um, the song comes first. The song comes mm -hmm. first. And if there is place for something to repeat, um, I always, like Fonzo said, I have a huge sheet of lyrics for one song. And there are also rhymes in it. There are open passages in it. There are sentences of just two or three words. And then we pick which one could fit. And I remember we we just cut off a sentence and moved it over to other song because it fits there. And um, so we, we just switch between the sheets and look which uh, sentence could fit the passage the most. Yeah, it's also, uh, this issue is also re relating to the way the guitars or the riffs are composed. So if you play technical death metal, you have like a lot of riffs that they are going like, let's say 10 seconds and no repeating pattern in it mm -hmm. it's all yeah. like uh, weird a lot of uh, uh, different notes in it but we also have a lot of riffs well we have like a, it's, it's going like 20 seconds but we have a pattern in this that's coming like every second and in this kind of riffs i guess it makes a lot more uh, sense to uh, use this kind of 
rhyming uh, lyrics. That's so something natural, I guess. Yeah. We also noted that across your lyrics, uh, there's obviously a lot of scenes of death and misery that are discussed, but outside of your first release, there's not much explicit gore. Uh, is this something that you've tried to avoid intentionally? Yes, I think um, gore is something um, that it's it's pretty common in the death metal scene and um and maybe it's 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 the feeling of to make something own something special and especially radiation if you take the radiation sickness it's nothing gory it's something that it's it's in process that is hurting from the inside like burning from the inside and if if you if you get too explicit you could gain this zombie or mutant character of course we, we all played this video games like metro or stalker to gaining this atmosphere but we don't want to be linked to this uh, i remember a discussion we had at the first album um when we wrote the lyrics uh, amen that sounds too much like stalker or metro and um that's that seems to be too easy to just hey i, I played a video game so now i describe it i, I played describe it, i played it uh, it is it deserves more effort to and 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 um, forging in, information into a, a, a opinion a meaning and and I have to say I feel bored by by all this um, gory stuff and it's it's something yeah I'm not into the zombie movies and monster stuff and that's something that don't fit my personal attitude. And it doesn't fit the the Chernobyl theme, so mm. there was never um, a motivation to use this gory stuff. And always remember, if you have gory stuff, um, I think on Radiatus Generis and uh, Anti Genesis a bit, but um, just a few, just a few. Mm. Because of your like really personal connection to uh, you know the story of Chernobyl, are you ever concerned about like using gore that will potentially offend? Yes, I think uh, too much gore would um, also offend maybe survivors that mm -hmm. or, or people that deal with survivors that maybe feel attracted by the music project and listen to the, or looking into the lyrics and then you just read stuff about uh, gory uh, um, uh, content and I think that's not the right way to to attach to those peoples to getting the link. Um, because um, I want to, to do this with, with may more respect and somehow a bit uh, distance in kind of storytelling. Like I'm reporting and I'm not like an, 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 a reporter that, that is just holding the camera on the, the gore and stuff to gaining attention. It's like, hey, I'm gaining an overview information and then you can decide one, what you want to pick out. And um, and it, it's for me. It's um, I got the motivation to to make good lyrics beside the gore, even if I know there is gore and death and suffering. But um, it's it's it's, it's, cool, it's, to be, it's cool to be uh, brutal or honest in another way beside gore, and yeah, that's the way I 
I uh, try to make the lyrics and try to transport them. That actually, I, I'm kind of worried this final question we have is going to get the exact same answer because they might be related. But we also noted that you don't swear like at all on your lyrics. Is this also something you've chosen to avoid for this kind of respectful effect? Or is there another reason that you haven't used words like shit or fuck uh, very oftenly on your songs? I think it's, that would be made way right too... Uh, too explicit mm. and uh, we try to attach um, quotes to the lyrics and notes um, like for example the, the um, memorial statues in Chernobyl got some quotes we want to transport and uh, somehow also we want to, to use this kind of language to transport the content and not to be that harsh or yeah I, I <laughs> Also, I think that we and if you're living in Germany and you're German, and you see a lot of international bands, a lot of them, especially the singers, if they do like uh, between the songs, they're talking to the people, they use the word "fuck" or "shit" in like every sentence. Mm. It's a lot of bands mm. that do this, and that's uh, how we are. We are tr just trying to avoid this because it sounds to a certain point it sounds a kind of uh, you know uh, inflational is that the right word mm -hmm. inflammatory yeah. inflammatory okay no, yeah. uh, too, used too often used too mm -hmm. often and every every kind of band is doing this yes. uh, so you're losing this specific character in that moment and it's not i think we agree And that um, it's not the, the right way to transport Chernobyl theme by using shit, fuck, or something like this. But some people alive, especially in the metal scene, may be demanding this or felt comfortable mm -hmm. when the vocalist or the singer is using that words. Um, but in our case, it's not necessary. There are different ways and way more, more cooler ways to interact or to announce songs So ironically, perhaps these quote-unquote shocking words have been used so much in the scene that they no longer have much impact in a way? Yes, I think you can create way more impact when you act less. Like if you create music, mm. you don't have to show your skills anytime. You can make a simple riff and um, with a average or a slow down tempo and to create like holding the breath right before the the predator is catching uh the the prey so that's like you you're standing back and you're loading up and um yeah that's also a way like we um, act on stage mm. like okay get ready now there comes the the explosion <laughs> like a countdown <laughs> and um yeah that's cool to interact with people to, to prepare them for what will happen not to just overflow them with notes and speed and skills and stuff so That's also a reason why I like when we play the old songs on stage, just the simple stuff. <laughs> And I, I hope we will keep this to the set because that's the way I, I am uh, just gaining access to the music. And um, somehow it's, especially when there is some atmosphere with the people maybe are drunk a bit, mm. uh, it's, it's, it's maybe positive to keep it simple and just easy, keep the energy flow. Yeah, that's also cool life 
think that's about yeah yeah thank you very much uh this was Ooh, fascinating this was this was really really interesting for us we really appreciate all your time yeah it's so different to other interviews we've done so it was really really uh, great talking to you yeah same for us we haven't really talked about the lyrics before in any interview before it was always about music you know so it's a new experience for too was cool. yeah, so I'm glad I'm I'm glad we made this. Wish you all the best for your project. So keep us updated about this. And uh, it felt cool to be a part of this. So all the best. Uh, and, and I have to say, I really appreciate your interest in this um, lyrics general because it feels like um, yeah, it's 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 a payoff for me mm -hmm. because all the time, all the hours <laughs> we take. And, and so it's cool no, to talk about in a serious way about uh, the lyrics. So I'm, I have to say thank you as well and um, all the best for your project. And Oh, we should, um, just before you no. go, um, we should give you the opportunity if there's anything that you want to promote as well. Oh, yeah, um, sorry. Uh, please. Um, yeah, thank you for whoever watched this and uh, getting an interest and um, support for the music and especially in those hard times for the musicians. Um, please keep supporting music and um, death metal music general never forget and um, hope to see you all live and some someday we'll create circle petonium again <laughs> and um, yeah keep going and all the best for both you guys yeah and however if you want to support the band you can visit uh, www.cytotoxin.de and there you find a shop you can order our merch we ship worldwide you know if you want and we pack, the, the, we pack the puzzles by ourselves oh, yeah. wow. with passion and all the sweat it's all ours <laughs> that's awesome yeah well, we'll put the link in our episode description so people can really easily thank you. find it then thank yeah thank you. So, cool. highly appreciate it awesome well thank you very much for your time and uh yeah have, have a wonderful holiday season yeah, yeah. Touch. yeah. all the best to you see thank you. you so much bye bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Lingua Italica. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you stay tuned for our next episode. Before we leave, we just wanted to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Mm -hmm.